Thank you for joining me again here at Walk Down Memory Cane from the Illinois School for the Visually Impaired. In this podcast, you'll be listening to information from the banner, November 1959. The superintendent was still Leo J. Flood and the principal was Tom Swab. That's S-V-O-B. Hope you enjoy it. It brought back lots of great memories for me. God bless until we meet again in the next podcast. State of Illinois Department of Public Welfare William G. Stratton, Governor Otto L. Batag, M.D., Director The Banner The Banner of Victory is a Challenge to New Valor Illinois Braille and Sight-Saving School, Jacksonville, Illinois. Leo J. Flood, Superintendent. November 1959. Number 2. City Council Meeting. The senior class, accompanied by Mr. Cargill and Ms. McGuire, attended the City Council Meeting on October 12 at 7 p.m. This meeting was conducted by Mayor Robert Dubois. As the meeting proceeded, our group found that the mayor had a very enthusiastic group of aldermen. The council expounded on matters such as new lake development, zoning laws for new business west of Howard Johnson's restaurant, power shortages of the Illinois power plant, and the number of patients that are permitted to live in one nursing home. This, however, was not all that was discussed, but the senior class had to return to the school about 9 p.m. that evening. The class enjoyed this experience, and they feel an educational gain from attending. The Sunnysiders We have a new organization this year. They are the Sunnysiders, a brand new combo which has been formed. The members are Mike Garrett, who plays the clarinet, Alice Schmidt, who plays the piano, Bob Coney, who plays the guitar, Mitchell Hughes, who plays the drums, and Mr. Curtis, who is the advisor and brings his clarinet and saxophone along. Mitchell also serves as vocalist. They have played two dances so far here at the school. Thanks to the cooperation of Mrs. Hugh and the Recreation Department, they hope to play more. Thanks also to the Music Department for the use of the instruments and practice room. In the near future, the group hopes to play some dances off-campus. Mr. Curtis, the advisor, says, Mr. Howard, Recreation Director at the School for the Deaf, is arranging a dance at the school for the combo. The YMCA director said he would be glad to have us, and Mr. Baker at WLDS will be contacted about a broadcast in the near future. I think the combo is coming along fine, and have hopes that it will be the best ever. 
The band hopes everyone enjoys hearing them half as much as they enjoy playing. Coming events. November 2. Wrestling season begins. November 13. Variety show. November 21. First wrestling meet at Kentucky. The Variety Show Friday, November 13, is the night of the Variety Show. It will start at 7 and will last until 9. The 5th grade through 8th are invited to come. At 9, there will be refreshments served in the recreation hall for the high school students. There will be many fine acts making up this year's show. The teachers are sure to come up with a few fine acts that will make for very enjoyable entertainment. The students are also working very hard, getting their entry ready. Do not miss this stellar show! The Banner Editor-in-Chief, Eugene Barton Assistant Editor, Billy Ray Brown Feature Reporters Jimmy Sue Castleberry Larry Ross, Evelyn Vandeveer. Sports Section William Pointer, Mitchell Hughes, Richard Sperry. Grade School News Carol Jean McCarty, Helen Carter, Patty Brown. Faculty Advisor John Dietrich. Braille Consultant L.W. Rodenberg. Editorials who is uncooperative? As a member of the student council my first three years of high school, and as the present president, I have had the opportunity of being close to the planning of activities and the obtaining of additional privileges for the student body. I feel that a great deal of progress has been made during this period due to the continuous work and planning of the student council and the understanding of the administration. We all know that on several occasions our requests have been denied, and I am sure also that most of you, especially the seniors, will agree with me when I say that in most cases, at least, they knew what was best for us. This brings me to one of my pet peeves. When the social calendar is made up, Dances are always among those events most wanted. At a recent dance, the absence of the male population was quite evident. In past years, conduct by a few and lack of attendance at other events makes me wonder if we deserve the privileges we have. I am not suggesting that we give up any of our privileges, or that we should. I am merely suggesting that we all use the privileges and attend the activities that we have before we ask for additional ones. Billy Brown The High School Picnic On Wednesday, October 14, the annual high school picnic was held at Nicholas Park. It had been scheduled for the 7th of the month, but because of the rains, it had to be postponed that week. The picnic was the social for the month of October. It started at 4 and lasted until 7. We ate in the pavilion on account of the cool weather. 
the student council rented the building, and although it did not seem like a picnic, everyone had an enjoyable time. Mystery student has light brown hair, height about five foot six inches, weight one hundred thirty pounds. He or she dresses neatly and makes friends easily. This person is musically inclined and enjoys a good argument. Last month's mystery student was William Pointer. Sports Corner, by Willie. This year, instead of having football, we have been playing water polo. Classes seven through the high school have been participating in this game. Each team enjoys this game very much. Here are the records of all teams. Water moccasins, six wins, zero losses. Senior go-getters, three wins, two losses. Water bugs, four wins, three losses. The roughnecks, three wins, four losses. Crashing subs, zero wins, seven losses. After the season is completed, there will be an all-star team which will play the class with the best season record. On the twentieth of October, Mr. Howitzer and some of the boys went to Mount Sterling, Illinois, for a cross-country track meet. The boys made an excellent showing. Soon they will be going to Pekin, where we all wish them much success. Wrestling season will be starting the first of November. All of the boys who are interested in coming out may do so. Coach Hallitzer says he hopes that this will be a really good year for the team, and your writer echoes this wish. Student council happenings. With the loss of Ann Kaufman, our president-elect, Billy Ray Brown had attained the office of president of the student council. The council has secured Richard Sperry for office of president-elect. The members in student council this year proved to be a hard-working and well-organized group. At the present time, the council members are debating whether or not to join the Illinois Association of Student Councils. It is felt that much can be gained by this, providing the council can secure enough money to send two or more representatives to the IASC convention in Chicago. Which is held once a year. However, there is also a district meeting, which would be less expensive and would help us gain information that is important. We have only one member who has attended a convention because the student council has to pay this expense out of our own treasury. In the future, we hope to secure financial help from our school. The conventions may give us a chance to compare our problems with other schools, make friends, and gain new ideas. Roving reporter. Beginning with this issue of the banner, a new feature is being started. This is the idea of having roving reporters ask questions on general topics. The topic we are dealing with this month concerns a unique American phenomenon: the coffee break. The question is, 
Do you favor coffee breaks? Here are some opinions which have been submitted by various people of the school. Mr. Meyer, I favor coffee breaks within a reasonable limit as far as time is concerned. In industry, two coffee breaks of 10 to 15 minutes are allowed in one day. Brief periods of relaxation seem to promote rather than retard productivity. Linda Morrissey. In regard to coffee breaks, there should be an abolishment of them because too much time is consumed in taking breaks and not applying it to work. If the day were longer, coffee breaks would be satisfactory in that there would be more time devoted to them and less time taken from the working. In the second place, too much coffee tends to cause nervousness. Thus, the person cannot apply himself in meeting the requirements expected of him. Carolyn Asbury I don't like the idea of coffee breaks because they take up too much time. The public school kids don't have them, so we shouldn't be any different. Mrs. Hartong Yes, it has been scientifically proven to be beneficial. Movie Schedule November 1, Derby's Rangers. November 8, Ulysses. November 15, The Sad Sack. November 22, Teacher's Pet. November 29, Leather Saint. Grade School News. Grade School Birthdays. Mike Bloomquist, 11, October 5. Jerry Lee McBride, 11, October 22. Billy Mitchell, 9, October 23. Howard Spicer, 13, October 23. Stanley Elliott, 16, October 11. Linda Davenport, 9, October 17. Stephen Shelley, 7, October 20. Mike Lewis, 10, October 15. Sandra Ferris, 13, October 17. Janet Wavering, 13, October 7. Barbara Frazier, 12, October 29. Linda Peake, 13, October 31. These children will celebrate their birthdays in November. Darlene Johnson, 7, November 4. Carolyn Myers, 11, November 7. Martha Grove, 6, November 11. Alan Dudley, 8, November 12. Deanie Price, 11, November 14. Jeffrey Tackett, 7, November 14. Gary Wilson, 9, November 15. Davy McGowan, 6, November 15. Kenny Shad, 11, November 18. Mike O'Brien, 12, November 18. Nick Franzen, 13, November 29. Grade School Activities On October 29, each of the primary grades will have a Halloween party. 
Mrs. Hartong's class is working on a most interesting art project. At the present time, this project consists of making things out of copper wire. On October 20, Miss Ware's class had a birthday party for all those students whose birthdays were before that time. They had refreshments, which included candy, peanuts, and ice cream that the students had contributed. The dining room kindly furnished them with a lovely cake and some chocolate milk. On October 19, a program was presented in our auditorium for a group of social workers from different regions of the state. Some of the grade students who participated in this program were Janet Wavering, Jimmy Crockett, and Lemuel Phipps. Those students are all in Mrs. Hartong's room. Some of Mrs. Aldridge's students gave a lesson on how they are taught to work with numbers. These students were Danny Thompson, Penny Zercher, and Daryl Darnell. Miss Hill reports that she and her class are planning a birthday party which will be held the latter part of November. This party will be in honor of all those students whose birthdays are before or during the holidays. Miss Hill also tells us that she believes special mention of her class is in order. It is a very excellent class. Each student in it works to the best of his ability and enjoys every minute of it. During the month of November, several of the primary grades will be working for their annual Christmas play, which is to be presented on December 4. Grade School Story A Trip to Mars by Patty Brown Another episode in the life of Mary and Kathy. They have recovered from the measles and are back in school. Kathy's class was studying about the planets. Miss Lynn began to tell the children about the planets. As Kathy sat and listened, her mind began to wander. What would it really be like to visit Mars? Suddenly, she became aware of a rocket ship speeding through space, and to her surprise, she was one of the passengers. Kathy said to the pilot, when will we get to Mars, sir? In a few minutes, the pilot replied. Sure enough, in a very short time, the rocket ship landed with a slight bump. As Kathy stepped out of the rocket, two little men dressed in bright clothes came up to her and motioned for her to follow. They led her to a round building where visitors stayed. She was amazed at the small furniture in the room. As she stood and looked out the window, she saw the most beautiful sky she had ever seen. Kathy didn't know if she wanted to eat the food the little men brought to her or not. It looked very strange, but she decided she would eat it anyway. It tasted very good. After her meal, Kathy took a walk outside and thought to herself,